Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 197. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me this evening, Mac. I have a bird of ill omen perched on the back of my chair. And he says hello. <laughs> and Mad Cat. Hello, hello. And, of course, coming re- rejoining us, he's finally back, Ian. I have returned from WhimsyCon. And, of course, the dumbass himself. Hey, I've got your fresh pot piping hot podcast right here <laughs> and if you don't have the funds to pay me i'm sure we could make other arrangements that's right how is everybody doing this evening better than last time getting better yeah mac was gone last time too we actually we were we were down to you know one american and two canadians it's a very polite podcast <laughs> well, I even said sorry a few times. <laughs> well, yeah, for stuff I did. <laughs> uh, no, it was great. I, I, I messed something up and she apologized. <laughs> that was yeah. pretty good. It worked. <laughs> I, I made it out to NASA this week, guys. I went down to NASA. I saw, oh, yeah. Oh, I awesome. saw some pictures of that on... Facebook. Yeah, we we had a really good time there. It was pretty neat. We got to we got to go see Mission Control, and I and I'll tell you what, by far the the most incredible thing. I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, they they have a, they have a mock up of a shuttle, which is pretty cool. So you get to walk through that. But the Saturn V rocket, the whole thing, and they got it separated into its three sections. It's just cool. massive. The thing is so big. I mean, and 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 the um the building that it's in. You can't get more than, I don't know, 10, 20 feet away from it. I mean, there's just no way to get, like, the whole rear of it in the whole shot. I mean, so massive. It was just so impressive to look at that thing. Did you get to see the captured flying saucer? Um, No. That wasn't on display. No, that's in New Mexico. Yeah, right. That's Roswell. That's up in in Nevada. That's up in Area 47. Uh, They don't have, like, they they don't have different ones that they keep at different locations? (laughs) No. No, oh, just the one. Area 47. And honestly, you know, dumbass, I, I realize that your idea of America is like everything kind of all in one place, but it's really kind of a big, it's really kind of a big country. <laughs> Been through there. Been through there. It is big. Yeah, our country's bigger. That's true. It is. Yeah, but I haven't gone all the way through Canada. I've gone yeah, but you... pretty close to all the way through the U.S. Yeah, don't you guys and have I... like five or six states, though? Or provinces, or whatever you call them up there? Uh, yeah, a little Nine more than ten? five. Gee, I don't even know anymore. And thanks to South Park, I know you have only one road. This there is, is one road. Hey, but Vancouver has This one is of true. The... There's one road. It just, you know, doubles back on itself all over the place. <laughs> That's terrible. And sometimes it splits for a little bit and then comes on back together. Yeah, it does that. No, actually, you guys have a, one of the premier security con- conferences up there in Vancouver. You have Cansec West will be happening here, and that's cool. Cansec West! That's right. <laughs> hey, that's that's where you find out about the the best exploits for you know your browser. Sure. I can't wait. I'm I, I'm going down there like, and I'm gonna get like the T-shirt and the and the big uh, the big hat and the foam finger. Uh, <laughs> that'll be awesome. <laughs> you can definitely get the T-shirt. I don't know if they have the foam finger, but that's pretty good. The foam finger should say pwn to own. Yep. I can't go because they don't have any saltwater taffy. In Vancouver? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this is going nowhere. Anything else? <laughs> Not really. All right, well, 
that, that I think it's time to, to move on. Uh, Mad Cat, would you tell everybody what it's time for? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Everyone, it is now time for Ian and Dumbass's Masturbation, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Yeah, well, you know how you know after you get yourself off, the first thing you always think about is, hmm, I think I need something to eat now. No, usually for me, it's getting milk. <laughs> are you confusing? Are you confusing masturbate masturbation with marijuana? <laughs> no. I think, uh, like right after uh, an orgasm, a man wants a sandwich and then falls asleep or something. Well, that's a, yeah. yeah, but regretfully, oh, this, you know, <laughs> this, this technology that we're about to discuss is more. Um, good towards women than men. Uh, the, a company called Cam Soda, um, which is um, yeah, produces various um, adult entertainment, apparently both from webcams and stuff to toys, came up with an interesting concept ca- called Rub Grub, which if you actually put it in your search engine, uh, you will find there are other actual Rub Grubs out there, including a um, seasoning for meat. <laughs> but this Rub Grub... <laughs> For me, is a vibrator. Okay. I I thought there were already seasonings for meat. No, this is a legitimate seasoning for meat called Rub Grub that is completely different, completely you did unassociated. Not get that. We're not talking about kielbasa in this case. Huh? Oh, okay. My <laughs> <laughs> bad. So, okay, so it's a dildo, but what does this thing do? Oh, it's a vibrator. I'm sorry, well, it's a vibrator. Apparently, the special thing to it is when you are done. You can press a button on the end of the dildo, and it will automatically order a pizza for you. <laughs> and how does it do that? Oh, I got I to close up. What if you don't finish? Does you, do, can you still order the pizza? <laughs> um, I would think so. But so apparently the first, it's set up to connect to your phone so you can program it. And the first um, uh, delivery service they decided to go with was Domino's. And so the first article we actually have here is from Domino's saying they have no, they had no idea that they were connected to a pizza ordering sex toy. And it's a complete surprise to them. <laughs> I just like to say that this is really lazy programming on their part. They, they picked only one food thing. Like you, you should be able, if you're selling something like this, you should program it so that you, you can customize, you know, Order well, from different right. ordering locations, like you could not just pizza, but whatever you want from like Domin- a number of different uh, different stores, and uh, you can customize, you read the you know, customize it on like you'd have an app on your phone and press in. Okay, I'd like to order from like the Chinese place uh, down the right. down the street, and I can put in this order, and I'll customize it, and I'll just press the button, and it'll give me that special order. Dumbass, did you not read the article? I did read the article. Uh, it says Domino's is the first one. They started with the first one. They are working on making it um, usable for others. Additional restaurant chains, including those serving Mexican and Chinese food. Okay, so how does it work? So they are, um, really? like I said, basically, um, the the phone will communicate. Your phone will communicate with the um, dildo, and you can tell the dildo, "This is this is my credit card number. Here's um, my pizza preference, and all that." 
And so um, the dildo or vibrator will automatically convey what you've already told it um, when you are done. Okay. So basically, it's Bluetooth accessible. Yes. Right. But here's here. So here's my issue with your with your with your vibrator here is the fact it's it's it, it indicates and hopefully this is wrong that you're that you're programming this stuff on the vibrator. So the vibrator has. Your uh, all of your ordering information, including your credit card number, and then it's transmitting it through the phone to or, to order the pizza, presumably. And right. my issue is that Bluetooth may not be the best way and most secure way to transmit your credit card number because of Bluetooth sniffing. And I put in an article here that suggests that the the most trivial part about Bluetooth sniffing is getting the app installed. But once you do that. Somebody may be able to sniff and, and get your credit card number while you know right you know as soon as you as soon as you orgasm and presumably they're listening for that and then they know you've hit that button and you know they're probably listening and, and gathering that data you could lose your credit card number because of an orgasm. Well, you know this is, this really isn't all that useful anyway because you could probably <laughs> get an app on your phone to do exactly the same thing and all you need to do yeah. is grab your phone and press it. You've always got it next to you most right. of people these days anyway. It's just it's exactly as convenient as reaching down to the um, the Motorola. vibrator that's just come out of your uh, vagina and uh, pressing a button on that. Well, and with oh, with all just these, just get the digital... Motorola. It works both. Well, when, with you've got a digital assistant, is is he saying, uh, okay, Google? Order me a pizza, right? Yeah, exactly. So right, you could also have the Google whatchamacallit thing that sits in the room, and you can say that. So now you can take your phone that you already have, and you can buy yourself a twenty dollars vibrator and get the same exact experience. <laughs> yep. Why don't they just combine this with the uh, with the Kegel one from a couple podcasts ago, so that you can order the pizza with your Kegel muscles? <laughs> so okay, wait. So I it have says there. okay. So you squeeze two times, uh, one time for A, two <laughs> times for B, is... three times for C. <laughs> what is Nora? So it said okay. So it says that users can purchase the Rub Grub button for nineteen ninety five if they already have a Nora. Is Nora the vibrator that they're attaching the button to? Um, thank you. So because like the button is a three D printed to fit a Lavnis Nora perfectly. Okay, so I think so, it is a type of vibrator. So the vibrator looks like it's a hundred dollars, and the button is nineteen ninety five. So you can buy the bundle for a hundred and nineteen. So, yeah, so it's already a pretty expensive vibrator. But and then that yeah. you can add a twenty dollar useless button. And, and are they are they going to add like a button for each place that you want to order from? Yeah, My guess is, is you'd have to reprogram every time to tell it where you think whatever you're craving for before you start using it is what you program it for. You know what? Today when I'm done masturbating, I think I'll be in the mood for Chinese. So you, so you have to know ahead well, of time. Well, the the current one you is know, only set to order from like uh, Domino's. So like, are they going to have to introduce a new one to order from Pizza Pizza and another one to order from a Chinese place? <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Do I, that? I, I think business that, model. I think they chose pizza as the pilot for this because of all those porn movies. Well, that would make sense. Well, the second thing, the second um, Earl here certainly does look like a porn movie. <laughs> it definitely looks like it could be one. Just yeah. This is a gimmick. All this is is yeah. a vibrator with an Amazon button on the other end that orders pizza, just like the one that that orders toilet paper. You you could do that too. You you could you could um, use put a button There's... that orders toilet paper when you're done too. In fact, let's order one that orders, orders Tide toilet pods. paper when you're done with a dildo. Yeah, sure. Why not? 
<laughs> Let's get one that yeah, does but, Tide you know, Pods, this is, too. This is a perfect opportunity for I know Domino's to... This is an excellent opportunity for Domino's to uh, add to their business model. They're having their delivery guys say suggestive things. And get in at it, into it at the bottom level. <laughs> Extra large with sausage. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm putting off my thing again. But yeah, I, Brian, I do agree with you. It's more of a novelty thing than anything practical, but it's amusing. <laughs> it is what amusing. Our, um, our society can come up with. Rip, I, I seriously hope though that it connects to an app that that is uh, properly encrypted that has the credit card information, and they're not actually because that would be stupid and, and be unnecessary. Careful with the eagle part. <laughs> I mean, all all it has to do is send a signal to the phone. That's all the button has yeah. to do. It shouldn't have any information on the actual button other than the app. I don't. I'm and not the programmer. The so that this is really uh this is really dumbass's area. Yeah, that's how I design it. There you go. See, settled. Like if I if I'm if I'm designing uh, a a system uh, that uh, I, I that doesn't need to store uh, users' personal data, then yeah, it, it won't have that in there. Right, but would you? Why would you transmit it over Bluetooth in the first place? No, exactly. It can be that can be kept right on the phone. Yeah, exactly. So basically, yeah. what you're saying is they need to develop a way to hook the vibrator up to the phone itself if you really want this to work right. No, no. It just that what they say is that they're putting the they're putting the information on the on the actual button, and that's the wrong way to do it from a security. But you're saying standpoint. you don't really need the button if you can hook the um, vibrator directly to the phone and just have the two of those communicate. Well, you're set. Yeah, uh, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying you might you might pair it through Bluetooth, but all that button does is send a signal to the app on the phone to 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 execute it. Look, you you would never put that intelligence look. in the button. But if you do it over line, over line, you can have it specifically set up that it says that to come with for the credit card and everything, but not giving the full credit card number. Unless unless it's an attachy wand, you don't want another cord off your vibrator. <laughs> no, you don't. You know, you don't even need the vibrator if you just put the phone in vibrate mode. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, the old Motorola, remember? You, you yes, put the Nokia, your phone in Nokia. vibrate mode, and then you give your number to some telemarketers. <laughs> it's, it's the Nokia like 9110, uh, that's what you're referring to. The one that they're selling in India. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, well, I think we're done masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> You're finished? I, uh, for, for once, I think we're moving on unsatisfied. Okay. <laughs> um, as long as you're sure you're willing to do that. <laughs> we want you satisfied. I mean, come on. I, you're well, now I, I, dumbass's I, I, fifth husband. Fourth. 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 fourth I, I moved up to fourth. Yeah, number, uh, husband number four now. <laughs> okay. Psychotherapist who treats patients for their homosexuality has sex with male patients in his office. What? I'm shocked. I don't think he's a psychotherapist. I, I think he's a psychiatrist. I don't think oh, he's I'm a sorry. psycho the rapist. Psych psych psychiatrist. <laughs> I thought you said psycho. I, I I said psycho the rapist. Oh. That's how okay. I pronounce it. Psycho the rapist. <laughs> yep. Dumbass. Well it sound well he did sounds a lot like rape to me, but Okay. Depending on uh how broadly you want to interpret that term that you know you know, this is legitimate cycle. This is legitimate psychological therapy. This is clearly aversion therapy. I don't see why people have a problem with this. You know, aversion you might have therapy. a point. There. So he must be. He might be just bad at it. So it makes people not want it anymore. Exactly. It's Ooh. aversion therapy. Okay. Okay. We we need to we need to tell people what this guy did before you <laughs> go, go back. Didn't we didn't we just do that by reading off uh, the headline? I I don't know, but but so but he, what is he being charged? He was he was charged in a court for doing what? 
Right. Um, so, like, uh, these are um, uh, there were there are a few allegations, but the main one is one patient um, who was a teenager at the time uh, wrestling with his uh, homosexuality, um, and uh, this uh, psychiatrist, Doctor Melvin Iskov, uh, his license has been suspended good. right now. He was. Uh, found guilty by uh, it, it, this happened in Toronto, so it's uh, uh, on t- the Ontario Med- Medical Regulator here, uh, College of Physicians and Surgeons. Um, and he, he um, I guess we we should state for the record that he has pled not guilty and he completely denies all the charges. But uh, uh, I'm just going to say that uh, given this situation, I kind of doubt him on that. So it's more than one person that he's being accused of, and it sounds like if one of them was a yes. was a teenager, that's well in the U.S. statutory. Yeah. So of course depending, he denies it, depending upon how old the teenager and what state. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, if it's under eighteen here, it would. He is, in, he is currently seventy-two. So. So yeah. So but we the have a teenager. We have a doctor who is probably gay who is abusing males while he's treating them for their homosexuality. That is the accusation, and that is what he has been found guilty of. Yeah, this is a long arm. really go in-depth, not necessarily the case, but to get the facts around. Yeah, so, and- right, yeah, so the, it's, a, it's a whole story about uh, how, uh, how this kid got uh, drawn in. Uh, he was um, uh, the, this uh, psychiatrist was supposed to be trying to cure him of his gayness. Um, and uh, somehow convinced him into uh, having into, I guess, probably using some psychobabble to convince him to explore these feelings or something. I don't know. Well, and he's but, practicing uh, this against um, whatever regulating body in Canada. They don't consider this a mental illness. So he's going. No. He's, no. So he. So he's already going against something that uh, you know. Although uh, this one incident happened, uh, I believe, in 1992, it said. Okay. So uh, I'm not sure. Like, uh, I think uh, they took sometime in the early 90s. Didn't they take homosexuality off the DSM? Yes. Mm-hmm. For a while. You know, I, you know, is the DSM, is that not, it does, does Canada use the DSM as well? I thought that was primarily an American. Is I mean, it, is I, I assumed we did, but I'm not know. entirely sure. I have no idea. It sounds like, but I mean, he, it sounds like he's he still thinks that that you know that it that it's a psycho. But yeah, I mean, well, it, he... it, from the one, I think um, I'm trying to find it here, but uh, there was this one story, like another guy that came forth and say, and like um, he wasn't coming to the doctor uh, about homosexuality or anything, but the doctor Iskov was kind of pushing him, be like, uh, to to try and like be like. So do you have any feelings uh, of homosexuality? We should explore this and kind of trying to, you know, eat without him making any kind of claims about uh, homosexual feelings, trying to push him into that direction. Well, he also testified in his own defense, and the discipline panel noted that he studied and applied the theories of Dr. Edmund Burglar, perfect name, right from the 1950s. a psychoanalyst who theorized on homosexuality in the 1950s. So passages of his writings included the discipline hearing all attempts to prove homosexuality to be anything but an illness had, in my opinion, failed. And there are no happy homosexuals. So I guess he decided to go with the attitude of, well, I know that the sledgehammer is going to hurt. But I'm still going to use it anyway. Well, so he another quote from him here. He said that uh, he stated that these patients only became responsive 
to his treatment when they were ready to fight it, i.e. their homosexuality. Uh, you yeah, have this thing still... that I was saying, talking about patient patient B, which they're not naming them for obvious reasons, but patient B began seeing Iskov in the late 80s when he was 18 after his parents recommended he see Iskov for depression and anxiety. The patient testified that at the time he did not have any concerns about his sexuality and that his relationships had been entirely heterosexual up to that point. He said that he was encouraged throughout his therapy to read material by Burglar, the 1950s theorist on homosexuality, and at every appointment he was asked about his dreams and fantasies, especially with respect to homosexual feelings. All right. Oh, I just want to point out the hammer bit and everything. It's not a factor of the homosexuality itself. It's to me, it's this uh, this psychiatrist, psychologist, psychiatrist, psychiatrist, anyway, psychotherapist. He, <clears throat> that's basically it. He decided these are these are what's going on, and I'm going to do it in a hardcore manner of actually, you know, using his own self with it. If he wasn't a doctor and they were both same age and or if the teen was older and everything, fine. But the gentle the guy is a doctor, so that's wrong to to manipulate your patient. Yes, and let me read this next part to you here, which uh, I really think really gets into this uh, regarding patient B again. Quote, fantasies involving heterosexual relationships were identified by Dr. Iskov as being a way of denying his homosexuality. And patient B firmly believed that Dr. Iskov was attempting to cure his homosexuality. It, that This guy hadn't had any uh, homosexual feelings before that, and Dr. Iskov was like pushing these on him and reading stuff into that. And even if he had like heterosexual fantasies, he'd be like, oh, that's just your way of trying to deny your homosexuality. That's creepy. He forced yeah, it on him. No, 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 no. No, you misunderstand. See, he was trying to, he was trying to give him homosexuality so he could cure it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like the doctor, the doctor you, you guys had, uh, the dentist hey, who hand out extra candy on halloween hey you, you guys like vaccinations oh it sounds like we have a therapist <laughs> whose own problems really very much bled into into solving his patients problems something he would he 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 kind of put his problem onto his patients his particular patient. yeah and his own interests wants yeah doctor heal so. thyself yeah yeah, some of the things in here that that the patient said that he he had them doing a lot. Disturbing. The whole the whole story is well, a lot disturbing. If, if the whole thing is the disturbing. Last, if you take a look at the last, if you take a look at the last paragraph, he also uh, was also found guilty of professional misconduct involving boundary issues, including selling a juicer to patient B, trying to sell personal items to patient A, and inviting patient A to an opera rehearsal as his guest. That's uh, mm-hmm. um, a little more than a doctor-patient relationship right there. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, before he sold that juicer to patient B, he did make him confront his fantasies about juicers. <laughs> <laughs> and that all of his uh, all of his not wanting to buy the juicer was simply denying his, his self-denial his of wanting. interest. Exactly. Exactly. Hey. He was self-denying that. Uh, maybe that juicer had a button on it that when you, when you're finished doing it, 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 it orders pizza. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what you want after, yeah, after you get like a nice healthy juice. Uh, I'd like a pizza. Yeah. Exactly. You need some grease after that. Sorry. Go uh, ahead. I've been I've been watching this show called Slut Ever. Latest episode I saw that talking about talked to this girl who was really turned on by uh, machines. Uh, so that that's not uh, an actually far out there thing to if you, for a person to be turned on by a juicer. All right. 
Oh, there's lots of stuff that I've heard about people being turned on by. All I can think of now is that line from things. Heavy Metal. Which one? The one about, uh, you know, it's well known that human females often become guilty after achieving ecstasy with mechanical assistance. <laughs> <laughs> this from the robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, are we ready? To move? Okay. Yeah, let's move on. Okay. So, yeah, I think we, we missed uh, some blue, some more Bluetooth. No, no, the Bluetooth, the Bluetooth article was just in there because of my issue with the vibrator and the button. Oh, okay. So we don't have to go through the stiffing and cracking. Nope. No, yeah, yeah, I don't okay. think that. I don't think that anybody but me is out interested. Okay. <laughs> oh, there are a lot of people interested in sniffing cracks. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's in the masturbation uh, section. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, Mad Cat just got for a victory for common sense. <laughs> the bear just said exactly. Hello. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. It's it's just the bird spoke. I, I, I brought to us a, once again the Westboro Baptist. But and you oh, our favorite asked, friends. And so why are you asking yourself what is this doing in Victories for Common Sense? Well, let me tell you. A, um, a high schooler named Jake Bain. He is a gay football store from John uh, Burroughs High School, and the Westboro Baptist got wind of this. Was signed to a sports contract, a college, which one Indiana was, University, Indiana University, Indiana State. And so, of course, the Westboro Baptist is coming out to protest. In fact, did I, I on the twelfth? So, but so, but the day before, the students got together and decided how they were going to deal with it. because the Westboro about ba- announces seems kind of I I don't know maybe that's, do they need to get a permit? It, it, I don't so. know. They're, that, they're trying to get they, coverage. Yeah, they're trying. Yeah, they to want get the coverage. coverage. They want the attention. Yeah. They want everyone to come and see them as they act like assholes. So the students decided that. The best thing they could do was not to interact with them at all. That they would go, they would have, they, they would get together, they would do their own thing, and and they would so and that and they would just ignore the Westboro Baptists, and that's how they decided to deal. And it was over two hundred students that came for the pre planning um, uh, pre planning session. I don't know how many actually came out for the protest, um, but they actually moved. The you know, s- go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, I find it hard to believe that the Westboro Baptist Church still generates media attention uh, for anything. As yeah. I mean, it's like, OK, yeah, you're protesting gays again. What's new? It, well, that's that's true. It, it's as I mean, but well, OK, so this is from I, I got this from a few different sources. What do I want to say? That one says what, Towel Road, Towel Road. Or else did I, I, I put um, the other one is KD, uh, KSDK, which I think is a local station. And the other one is patch.com. So, yeah, so, I mean, it's still getting, they're, they're not getting major coverage, I would say. But, um, and I probably picked up on the story, right, because I go looking for this crap. <laughs> yeah, admittedly, they don't get as much attention as they used to. Yeah, they are yeah, they, fading, they which is a good thing. Um, you know, I'm, what, I'm, I, what I'm curious about is they do an awful lot of traveling to, to protest in different places. They do. Yeah, they do. Well, absolutely. do they, they get do they get like frequent hater miles from the air? <laughs> <laughs> no, they actually they do brag about how they basically are protesting every day, even if they're not out of state. They will apparently do protests in around their own city, but they will they have protests every day. I remember hearing one of the articles or something about them bragging as if that was a grand thing to be proud of. Do they have jobs? <laughs> yeah, they're uh, lawyers. The <laughs> no, the, no, 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 no. That like Shirley Phelps Roper is a lawyer. She, they have wow. jobs. Um, but here, here's the thing. Is that one of my issues with this, and I have to go back and I have to look at the, um, the stuff that we, we talked about them earlier. And, and I have to, you know, they're, they're punching down, right? When, when, uh, when the Westboro Baptists, when they go after an individual, they're punching down. And that's part of the problem with their message, right? That 
I mean, it isn't like they're like they're attacking um, the state government or even a state representative. You know, somebody they in, go in after a position individuals. of power. Yeah, they're going yeah. After, when they go after individuals Which like makes this, them appear to be bullies. Right, exactly. And so I think that um, this is you, counter. Brian, you might want to explain the explain the meaning of punching down real quick. Essentially, <laughs> um, essentially, the the idea is that you are you're in a position, well, I guess, of higher power in punching down at somebody. Or, or and and I, the only reason, and I wouldn't say that Westboro Baptist is above them, but it's a group attacking an individual, and that feels yeah. to me like They're punching down. Attacking. So, so think Mike Tyson boxing Woody Allen. There you go. I'd like to see that. They would not be in the same weight class, and so yeah, um, but. But then we have to look. Then, but we have to go back and look at the stuff with um uh, from Kentucky. Um, the woman from Kentucky who didn't want to give marriage licenses to to gays. Were they were they punching down when they when they went after her? It doesn't feel like the same uh, thing to me. But well, they, it may they be. weren't attacking her for who she was. They were um going after her for her not doing her job. That's true. That's that. <laughs> There's uh, a no, difference there. No, right. they were going after her for who she was because they were going after her for adultery, her divorces. Right. Yeah. Yes. So well, but that was to prove a point that um, she's a hypocrite. But That's were they, slightly different. They say, right? hey, listen, you know, you're not as. Now, I'm not saying it's a great thing, but it's not necessarily going after her just because he did that. They went after her because he said one thing. Like, look at your history. You're not living up to what you're trying to claim or your ideals just for you to justify one action. Okay, but are they punching that down is, when they do that? When they when they went after her, were they punching down? That, that's a bit harder to I know, determine because, like I said, it, it wasn't just going after her for the sake of going after her. It wasn't just, oh, you're a Christian, you believe in that stuff. It was, you, you're a Christian, you believe in that stuff. You're utilizing your claimed beliefs to um, not do your job and to criticize others. Well, look at what you've done in your past. You're not, you know, you're not clean cut. Your your um, claimed beliefs aren't as accurate as you like them to be. Well, here's why. Well, I think it's a bit more trickier. The, one thing about the Westboro Baptists, I think they're not hypocrites. Not usually, right? They're doing yeah, the same thing. Yeah, um, but here's no. The thing. They're uh, they're pretty they're pretty uh, pretty straight onto their beliefs. With, with the Kentucky situation, I think it's a little different because she had already gone to the media essentially too, right? She she started yeah. she started it, and so it's it it is a different situation, and I I doesn't quite feel like punching down to me in that case, but this one. This one very much does feel like punching down, and and but, the, well, that's and, but this because seems they're, typical they're to them specifically because he's gay. No other reason, right? He, this, he has uh, yeah. everything says he ha- he didn't want the attention or anything. He just wanted to be honest and say, "Listen, I'm gay. Let's move on." And they were the ones that are going after him because of that. And he also isn't um, w- with her. They were going after specific actions that that she had that right. she had done that make her a hypocrite. In this case, they're not. They're attacking him for who he is, and the, and well, it's they, also hypocritical because. If he, if he's, you know, you, most of these people are like, well, it's not being gay that's the problem. It's acting on it. Well, we don't know whether he acted on it or not, right? But I guess for the Westboro sure. Baptist, I mean, th- just the fact that he said he's gay is a problem. It's so I mean, weird. we could ask him about his sexual experiences and, and, and to give them to us in great detail. Uh, uh, well, that would answer the question. It, it isn't like they caught him in a, in a bathroom somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. They, You know, it's, I don't know. I, I have a real problem. With, with this kind of a thing, if they were going after the state for something, you know that that, that they disagreed with, but when 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 they're attacking soldiers, when they're attacking people over gay rights and stuff like that, it 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 really it really is bullying. It is bullying, and the thing is, is that it is possible that they're getting tired of other people coming out, and every time they say they're going to do that and protest against them. Well, here's like, the thing: is that I don't think so. 
because every time because no. the more people that are there are the more ears and eyes that and and that's the True. and that's an opportunity to say I think the best way to handle this would be to figure out where they're going <clears> to <throat> protest, block the street off and don't let anybody go up or down it until they're done, right? I think that's what was done when uh Leonard Nimoy was it passed away and they were going to go protest there. Yeah, did they did they block up the area that they were protesting so there was they, nobody there to they listen? They blocked it, and the other people were protesting against them, and they figured, ah, we don't want to fight with Trekkies. <laughs> yeah, that, that Trekkies are nuts. We'll run away. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the, I, I really think the best thing you could, would be to not to counter and to, to ignore them as much as possible, right? But block up the street so that so that nobody's going up and down it. Just cut it off for 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 their half hour so that nobody's going up and down it. So he's seeing them, right? Mm-hmm. If nobody's seeing it, there's yeah, nothing that's to hard to on. do. I, I, um, well. I've only seen them protest once out here, and it was along um, Hampton. Yeah, you were in a pretty busy there. area yeah. where there's a lot of traffic. Yeah, that, so would, that would be cool. You're right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I just think the best, I mean, it, the more we ignore them, the better. The, the less people report on them, the better. Well, like we said, it look, does look like they're fading more and more, which means they might start getting more and more desperate, which is kind of sad. Well, they might really start looking for anything. Yeah, they were more vocal when Shirley Phelps Roper was really doing a lot more. But since they clipped her wings, um, yeah, you know that they, they, they're they're doing a lot less. So yeah, so because you know you can't have a woman voice out there. She stopped doing interviews and stuff like that. She's a woman. Yeah, without her father there to um, control everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah they've gone. And they, they 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 pulled back. Hmm. All right, clash of policy. Oh, yeah. Now, to some extent, this next one actually fits in with the theme we try and do over and over again. But this is one that uh, I definitely want to bring up because it shows one of the dangers we have. In this case, um, uh, European Union agency that um, is basically the embodiment of saying, you know, what looking into what um, products are safe for consumers and stuff and look into claims of, um, you know, what products aren't safe looked into um, the weed killer um, Roundup and the actual ingredients called glyphosate mm-hmm. and whether or not it causes cancer. Some time ago... And of course, one, they've been paid off by Monsanto, right? Oh, uh, just the opposite. Well, Monsanto oh. makes... Monsanto is, is the... Um, they make Roundup. That's yeah. their product. Now, now, yeah. now, now, I'm sure that they might... Cause like they, they've, they're like tendrils, like they're, they're shadowy tendrils. <laughs> Are like going behind the scenes every day. They've got everyone in their back pocket. They've just well, got unlimited yeah. funds. They're paying everybody off. The the thing well, is, that is also, the same. See, years ago there was a study done that said it is probable that the chemical um causes cancer. Probable. And so it's like, okay, let's look into this further if there's the possibility of it. Well, they did look into it further. Um, quite a few studies um have. One of the articles I think talked about um, ten studies or something. There's quite a few studies out there. It's more than looking ten. They've been studying it. this for forty years. I mean, it is. It is. Well, I think yeah. it's one of the more highly studied um, herbicides we have. Yeah, it, it, there's been a lot of work on it. And finally, the conclusion is actually we can't find any link between the chemical and cancer at all. There's nothing. There's no possibility of it. So what was course, that study who did that described it as probable? Then? Okay, so it wasn't a study. The, um, that that's one of the problems here is that the people that are review they, it's a review of the research. No study has come out and said that it's carcin um or not or or causes cancer. Right. But um only 
It was the uh, International Agency for Research. Yeah, the IAR, the International. And they're, they're now, the that ones. sounds official, but is this actually a, is, a reputable it, scientific body? It actually is. Um, it, it is actually a, repu- a reputable body. But there's some. So that that's one of the reasons that this is. I mean, it, it's one of the but, reasons to take it seriously, for sure. But on yeah. the other hand, the. There's a lot of issues with the reason with the um, with the stuff that they put out, and of course Monsanto is being sued. And the problem comes out the scientifically done research has come out and said, listen, there is no problem here, no connection. But then your dumbass was trying to um, give an example of you have all these people say, oh no no no, that's not true. The scientists are being bought out. That, so, that, yeah, that, that can't that's be always too... the out the the out you yeah. can always have, even if you have no evidence of it. The scientists must be bu- being bought out because they're saying things that I know not to be true. Right. right. And th- that leads to a problem because and th- the next few articles we have actually go into other examples of this. But what we have is we have a culture right now where science comes out and says this is a the, how things are. And you have people saying, no, 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 I don't believe you because you're in the pocket of big business somehow and don't care about the actual science because I don't want to believe that because that chemical – Sounds nasty. It's going to hurt me. And you know, it's like, but it's actually, um, Brian had put a couple more articles talking about the farmers that came out saying, listen, this is actually a better thing than what um, we were using 50 years ago, yeah. which was actually harmful to you. You know, we, we've been using this stuff for a while now. We, we, we've studied it. We've seen that this is actually a healthier thing to use. So the US EPA said that glyphosate probably is n- not likely to be carcinogenic people. And, and, with the, and they were very specific. And these, most of this is coming from Roy. And they were specific when they when they said that when you use it as directed, that 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 right. they, that it isn't likely to cause cancer. And some of the studies that they have, um, they they, they showed even in in rodents that it didn't cause cancer. And one of the articles that I have in, and unfortunately everything seems that they they seem to be the ones. Re- there was one from another uh, like science failed to get. So and it goes into the issues. So the glyphosate review, who cancer agency edited out non carcinogenic findings. So they they found a draft um, of this, and, and actually they didn't find a draft. The draft had to be released to Monsanto, and we still have, can't see the whole draft because NDA. So that we can only see the parts that have been removed from the NDA for the trial. And and this is one of the issues that I have too is that. It, they're making they're doing a lot of this stuff in secret and it's like if you're a if you're a public agency you should be releasing the whole chain of it but they're not right and so we have this draft and, and the draft has language from research that that points out that there was no finding of it being genetic that they re, that they removed before the final and and so the big question is why what what and what who change and who and that, who did that's that yeah thing. Well, who is the and World no Health Organization? No one's coming forward, forward to say they did it, and no one knows who did it. It's like, uh, you know, all, all the scientists involved in it are kind of like, I know nothing. Well, and a lot of them can't talk about it. The others can't can't yeah. say anything because they're under. And so there's a lot of big issues going on there. So people asking questions are not getting good information back as to what's going on with this. So so yeah, so it's it's interesting because so the World Health Organization. I mean, we count on them for a lot of things. And so if and, so, it'd be nice to get to the bottom of what's going on here because if if they have good reason to say that they think it's carcinogenic. We we need to see that evidence. We we need to we need to see that and and know about. It. But it doesn't. But nobody else has been able to track that down. And I don't think that we have any scientific papers 
that from research that say that it's cursed. In right. fact, they all, and they it's all seem to find the opposite. Yeah, and, and you, like I said, you have a lot of people that want to be afraid of it because it's chemicals. It's something unnatural. It's something well, horrible. Well, it's Monsanto. That. That's, the other piece of it is that it's Monsanto. You're right. And it's, it's a big company that, admittedly, we have been trained to not trust because they're a big company. And do I believe they're 100% interested in my best interest? No. no. <laughs> but at the same time, if, if we see something that says they're not causing harm by it, you can't just say they're causing harm by it because you don't like it. Yeah, yeah so th- this is troubling. This this whole thing is troubling, and it's been going on for quite a while. And of course, so once this report came out from the from the World Health, or- Health Organization, people started suing Monsanto, saying that they had been exposed, and that's where they got their cancer. But of course, they can't make that link, and so so Monsanto's of course you know fighting this. So. Th- there is a there is a big question why they why they in and no other agency has said that they think it's uh, carcinogenic. The EPA hasn't, the European Union hasn't. So with nobody else backing them up, it it does make yeah sure enough. I mean, if they, if they were corroborated by anybody, we'd have you know we we we'd be in in more of a middle ground saying, boy, we need to get to the bottom of this. But nobody's corroborating. And of course, in and it's hard these, to get the information it, out of it them. It seems it seems at least like there is quite some mismanagement going on there. Yeah, it does. You know, the the issue is, of course, always dose, right? So, I mean, is it is it carcinogenic? Just too much of it, maybe, right? Um, but they're saying, yeah, as, but if you use it as is as directed, that it's not appropriate. You can poison yourself with water if you drink too much of it. Sure, right? So it's all. So it's always an issue of dope. Yeah. Well, well always like water is higher than dihydrogen monoxide. Though. Well, and we know that that's a nuclear solvent. It's found in every cancer. It's dangerous yep. stuff. Well, one that's thing true. that they, they love to do, like especially with like um, uh, uh, calorie-free sweeteners uh, and things, that they're they're just like these scientists who will do an experiment where they they feed uh, like rats like. Uh, 50 times more of it than the upper recommended dose on a daily basis for their entire lives and then yeah. um, and then try to find, in, find uh, the, some link with cancer. Yeah, basically and, in yeah. a week the rat will take in more of that substance than a human would in an average year. Right. And, and probably and, those sweeteners, those artificial sweeteners, they're probably safer than sugar, which is poisonous, right? I mean... <laughs> well, you know, if you have too much of it, but your body actually needs sugar. Sure, you know? it needs a certain amount. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Just don't overdo actually, it. Interesting. Exactly. Which we're not good at. We were at the Museum of Natural Sciences in today, and they have a whole, they have in their chemistry, they have a whole thing on this. And one of the things I didn't realize, that because um, it takes so much, so little of these artificial sweeteners to actually sweeten something, that they'll actually um, fill it out a little bit with actual sugar so that the packets are, so have a little bit more stuff in them. <laughs> well, Brian, I, I thought what? Texas outlawed yeah. science. Um, uh, not Houston. Okay. Everywhere else, yeah. No, uh, I guess that's true. Dallas can still do science. And Austin, um, the three liberal places. In Texas. In mean. Texas, yeah. <laughs> I, I've, uh, I've been, whenever I go out, I've been buying um, uh, sugar-free uh, sodas and pops for uh, years just because I, I feel like with... Uh, uh, the less uh, liquid to sugar or sweetener ratio, that uh, there's more water to quench my thirst. That could very. Well I don't. Be I don't know if that's actually true or not. I feel like it quenches my thirst better, but you know that's the theory that I usually go on. I don't. Th- I. You don't, know what has? Yeah. You know what has more water than uh, than a sugar-free soda to quench your thirst? The hydrogen water. monoxide. Water. Water. Water does. <laughs> yeah. So both me and Brian put in a few more articles of other examples of where um, people are afraid of science and believe nature 
is so much better and you can't um or no, so much different going to destroy us because giant brian did a couple about the myths of gmos so my stuff is of course gmos and monsanto because they, they go hand in right. hand you, you you don't get them without the other i'll go through these real quick they, they don't they, i mean i think that most of the people listening probably already know this stuff but so seeds from um on, uh gm seeds from gmos are sterile this is, of course, not true. Uh, Monsanto did develop a technology that would um, poten- would create that would would actually kill the seed after after it germinates, and so you couldn't you couldn't collect seeds and reuse them. But they said that they won't. They're not going to use that technology. I think there was a a, a, a lashback on that because I think they would like to, but. Um, Monsanto will sue you for growing their patented GMOs if traces uh will sue you. If patented GMOs traces are found in your fields from windblown pollen, so the the idea is that um, your neighbor is using GMO corn and you're not, and the pollen grows a, blows across and, and pollinates your um, your corn, and so now since your corn is the, yeah, this is this is of course mm-hmm. um, not true, um, and actually this so it was a Canadian farmer who who they who was um, was accused basically of this basically. He stole these seeds. He collected seeds from somewhere else, and is is what they is what they're pretty sure happened. Um, because when they tested his corn, ninety five percent of of his of the corn kernels had that GMO in there. So in a, in a in a thing of corn, every kernel is individually pollinated. So the idea would be that if it's pollinated from multiple sources around, that you know only only up to maybe as much as fifty percent could possibly have the Monsanto gene in it. But if it's more concentrated than that, then it's far more likely that he, you know, he planted their seeds without their. And so uh, there's a although huge... he was let off, he was kind of let off the hook from that. I understand yeah. because they d- they discovered that uh, they were like, well, he, he couldn't have possibly benefited from this because you right. know the seeds that he planted sure. wouldn't have the effects. That might be true. Yeah, that was yeah, the I, thing. Don't, I don't know. The, yeah. the, the end of the um, court case, uh, well, the article even says that. Um, he was okay. found guilty, but at the same time, he wasn't forced to pay anything because, like, yeah, you, you, you didn't really benefit from it. So, you know, we'll just leave it at that. Oh, so yeah. yeah my understanding is that, like, like uh, you, you, if you collect the seeds uh, from the genetically modified stuff at the end, because you need to buy it each year, uh, otherwise they're just default back to like regular corn seeds that that don't have the special benefits to them. Okay, that, that kind of okay. that never kind of that one. But um, well, both yeah, of the articles Brian put says that um, farmers really don't collect seeds anymore. It's not worth the effort. They'd rather just buy them in bulk from um, seed farms. Right. So if you think about it's this, much easier that way. You're taking a portion of your crop, and so you've got you've got to make a cost benefit analysis too, and say the seed cost me X. I can sell this. I can sell my corn for X. Is it cheaper to to harvest my own seeds or to or or to just buy new seeds? And and, I, and so I, I'm wondering. If it, if they'll make more profit selling the seeds and, and then buying you know, or selling selling the corn and buying, that's uh, most likely and and the effort it's extra time and effort going yeah, into it. Yeah, it's exactly. like, Okay, yeah, it's you, know, you have to weigh all, all all of the factors. And in the end, it's like yeah, we'll just buy them in bulk from the seed farms because I don't have to put the extra work into it. I don't have to you know lose part of my crop. You know, and they've decided it's um, more profitable that way. Yeah, Brian. Point of algebra though, the equation that you set up would uh, you gave the cost of the seeds and the sale of the corn the same variable, therefore there would be no profit. I, I didn't give them any variables. You did. You gave them X. Oh, fuck. Whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to correct you on algebra. 
I don't. I, How many listeners are you again? If no, 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 this is this is real simple. If you can sell your corn for X, and you can buy your buy the seeds for Y, if 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 X is higher than Y, then you might as well sell them and buy news. And and of course, well, now see that makes sense. And you also have to go factor in labor for collecting those seeds. That that goes into your cost factor as well. So that's J and Z. <laughs> Then you do a little. There's little, another little part of that, which is basically how freaking tired are you from doing the crop <laughs> gathering yeah, in yeah. the first place? Yeah. Hey, so, I'm gonna go ahead and step out tonight. Oh, okay. Later. Um, and then the oh, other yeah. myth, other myth that I have on here is most seeds these days are genetic modified. And of course, that's not true. Um, corn, soybean, cotton, cornola. So those those seem to be those ones are, but most not. There's also yeah, there's people, yeah. people make like huge mistakes on that. Like um, I, I was watching this thing and a lot of people think that, uh, oh, tomato plants are uh, genetically modified. Turns out, uh, no, there, there used to be uh, one tomato plant uh, that they that they released that was genetically modified. But uh, it was it was kind of a flop and they, they don't sell that one anymore. Well, so to, like tomatoes, to me- they're, they're all like non-GMO. They're not. They're not in a lab, but they're but but they're not non-GMO. Humans are still yeah, creating those strains. Tomatoes right? used to be really small, almost yeah. inedible things that we humans specifically bred into bigger and bigger. But um, here's, here's versions. The, is if, if you go like you go grow a tomato, right, and you collect the seeds, um, and you regrow them, a lot of them, a lot of them will be sterile. But the ones that grow will might grow a tomato that is doesn't even resemble the one that you collected them because of the way that they. Mm. And that I, is true, and and um, bring on. Uh, when they when they from now uh, from the past to now, all of them have changed exactly the way they look too. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you we, get born from. Without, uh, yeah, we from haven't needed to go in and alter DNA on them for hundreds of years in order to genetically modify them. It's called selective breeding, and we've exactly. been That's doing that for a long say. time. Which, which makes them a GMO. <laughs> Let, yeah. It just wasn't done in a lab. Right. But Right. And that's one of my problems I've always had with the term GMO. Yeah. Is do you guys even understand what it means? Because technically, we've been doing that pretty much all of human history. Well, well what, I, what I find more objectionable is the huge misuse of the term organic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like all food is organic. Yeah, it's all carbon. It, it came from a living thing. It's organic. That's what organic means. <laughs> yeah. So then I put in um, two of the more interesting trending things right now, um, raw milk and wa- raw water, which basically are, you know, once more groups of people saying, oh, the natural form is going to be so much healthier than pasteurized milk because pasteurized takes all this crap out and there's all this stuff to it that makes it so much unhealthier. Um, thing is, yeah, just put your lips right up to the cow's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, the naturalistic fallacy. Basically, is diseased. It's not been purified. There is stuff in there that is not good for human consumption. Um, and so there is basically a um the within the people who have the raw milk obsession, they are getting drug resistance infections because of this. Um, but once more, you know how horrible that science stuff is. We don't, you know. We don't want our chemicals. Don't tell me what's healthier. I know that raw stuff is natural, and that's going to be healthier for me. Yeah. Yep. Naturalistic fallacy. And so, and of course, we went over drinking uh, raw milk. It's it's not a good idea. It's full of nasty shit. <laughs> it, it's the CDC says don't do it and for a good reason. 
And that the people who say that it tastes so much better, I don't believe them. You probably can't tell. And the I have no, yeah, I was about to say, I have no desire to actually t- taste test to that though myself because I can't like being, um, you know, healthier. <laughs> yeah, right. I've I've been at farms and tasted the raw milk, and it all depends on your idea of the of what it's supposed to taste like is whether it's good or not. Lots of lots of people like it, and lots of people don't like it. And that's preference thing. And then, of course, yeah. the raw water phase is happening now. Basically, um, and so I, I remember something about being live water versus dead water as well. But this whole idea that um, but if you filter water, you're taking the life out of it and making it so it doesn't have all the possible health benefits that it could have otherwise. Okay, fine. Go down there and just take <laughs> regular water and you know have some insects in it. And, so. and the thing is, there are companies selling it for like six hundred bucks. So, um, jar, the jars look really cool. I've seen some pictures of them. Really, but six hundred bucks for raw water. It's like wait a minute. You've done nothing. All, all you've done is taken the water, a really fancy jar, and trying to tell me am I off my raw? Okay, this is saying sixteen per jug or sixty four. I'm trying to imagine what the argument for wa- raw water must be. Uh, I'm thinking like maybe they're they're arguing that uh, like kind of like a probiotic deal that the, there are bacteria in there yeah. that's good for your gut. Yeah, beneficial bacteria. One of the arguments. Um, the and it has minerals in it still. I think more, some people don't, don't they don't they keep minerals in it uh, when they or or is there do they filter out the minerals too? Or I guess maybe they can't control what they filter out. Well, they can to a certain extent, but I mean. I would. I mean, when you're he- if you're filtering out heavy metals and stuff like that, you're going to get other stuff. Yeah, but, but uh, there's also the feces issue. Yeah, well, okay, so and I think a lot of people are afraid of what we get, specifically considering there has been issues in which uh, there have been water plants that people have not taken care of properly and were accidentally allowing sewage to go directly through the through the pipes. So yeah, that I'd like to order my both my water and milk hold the poop, please. <laughs> right. <laughs> but one thing we do right. know yeah. is no matter how clean the water looks, you have no idea what's in it because there are all sorts of microscopic stuff in there. Yeah. And that's a camping thing. You know, campers know you filter your water, you boil it, you do something but to the water the if you're that, busy that, um, t- taking it out of nature. That actually might exactly. not be necessary as long as as long as you're getting that from a moving stream and it's not a stale water. Um, in fact, I was reading an article um, that that uh, debates this very issue, and it was really interesting. I should I should find that and in, in, uh, maybe we should put that into another podcast because the, these people are saying that the times that there has been um, Giardia and stuff like that, that it was from human contamination and not from the water, and uh, it's pretty interesting that. That's and an I, interesting debate, and they might be wrong, um, but uh, these these backpackers have said that they don't filter their water; they just make sure that they use good hygiene. And it's well, a, as more said of a hygiene in issue. Uh, smart uh, reference, I've heard long ago was "Don't drink downstream from cattle farm." Well, that okay, okay. I, I, I would give you that, but if well, you're hiking in the mountains, that's not going to be an issue. Yeah. Well, and there's a certain logic to that. For one thing, um, like here in Denver, we are so close to the mountains, we have some of the purest water in the country because right. we our water isn't traveling through all this other stuff to pick up crap. So as long as that but, water that is, is moving, fact. yeah, as long as that water is moving when you collect it, it, it probably is going to be. Although it, it, it does depend on what's uh, upstream and what's leaching yeah. into the water, say from like sure. maybe there is too much of a certain mineral le- leaching in from the rocks. That's not quite that good for you. Or I'm still, I'm still going to boil yeah. it. I just think that the debate is interesting. 
I'm still yeah. going to use a filter <laughs> or iodine. I, no, the, I, like I said, there's a logic to saying that the closer to the source, the less it's traveled, the healthier it's more likely to be. But that doesn't guarantee it's clean. It doesn't no. say it's going to be the healthiest. And, this, and what we do right. to our, there's no evidence that what we do to our water makes it unhealthy. Well, and this that, that's an, well, no, oh, there isn't. And this raw water, clean. but the issue, the other issue is that this raw water is coming from the ground, right? So this is coming out of wells and. You, and wells can have their own issues with it, and they need to you know, very well tested before well, it goes you, down past you, the yeah. uh, water counter. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah. the so I mean so this is not like running stream water. This is this is well water. Well, yeah. So I would like to correct myself from earlier. Um, I'm not sure where I got the 600 from. Uh, the saying that a 12 one liter bottles cost 36 dollars on one website, and the bottle spring water. Uh, four 2.5 gallon jugs from Live Water cost sixty four dollars for the um four pack. Still, ex- yeah, quite pricey. I won't I I won't buy bottled water unless I have to. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the, I'm just, we that's just a waste of money. I agree. We definitely yeah, we definitely have a body of people that are afraid of science and are afraid of the possibilities of. What is inside there? We've we've talked about it so many times in the podcast over the years, but it's still there. It's still active, and it's amazing uh, that it, you know it can be th- this abused. You know, you know the, the people that are selling the the um the water like this for, are making a huge amount of profit off of ignorance. That's a very easy way to do it. Yeah, I think we said before. Um, if skeptics actually decided to cross the line and um say screw morals screw any of that we could be good con artists because we've been studying enough of these con artists that we kind of can look and say yeah that's how to do it well they... you also have to be good at selling your pitch though like yeah you it, it yeah. Uh, takes a certain skill set very true and i'm not good at uh catching a lot i mean this morning my sister-in-law said that uh her email address is what's it for you or something like that and i was writing it down and she's like I really got you on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's easy to be fooled. I mean, it, yeah. it's easier to 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 be fooled than to see what being pitched is. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Everyone at some point or another has fallen for something oh, yeah. like that. Absolutely. And the problem is the stubbornness of people who don't want to admit it. And I think that's where some of this also comes from. Is you know they bought into it and they don't want to admit that they might have made a mistake and been foolish. So they double down and start preaching some other um, bullshit about how healthy it is because, oh, I didn't fall for this. How dare you think I'm that gullible? I am that gullible. <laughs> I'm a dumbass. <laughs> and dumbass is able to catch me on stuff. So <laughs> I am that gullible. You got to have a certain like sense <laughs> of humility about this, that, you know, you are able to be fooled and uh, you got to recognize that and watch yourself. And people don't like to be fooled. No, no. No, 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 I don't like to be fooled. I don't like to be fooled. Not on things that matter, anyway. It's going to happen. Well, okay. I, I, you know, I had, the other article I had in here is in more months, uh, more, uh, more months. But I think we've, I think we've said enough on that. I mean, they're certainly not per- perfect. They're, they're not controlling farmers and forcing to buy theirs, and and they're still selling right. quite a few. Uh-huh. Well, what, then that's down to. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. That's down to date. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. I- Do we have anything else? No, no. We, we do have a couple interesting podcasts planned for you, uh, leading up to a big 200. Yes. So, we're working on it. Or they're working on it. I'm trying to. 
We'll say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Uh, that's another one in the can. Matt's not here for that. <laughs>